Greetings, everybody out there in dreamland. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. You are listening to the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan. Broadcasting to you from the coast with the most, the Gulf Coast, the third coast of Texas. The darkest truths from the darkest web need to be told. And you must listen to the Beyond Top Secret Texan. Greetings, everybody out there in Dreamland. Namaste and Shalom. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all very much for tuning into the broadcast of the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am broadcast to you from the third coast, the coast with the most, the Gulf Coast of Texas, and it is my pride and privilege to be doing so. Thank each and every one of you out there in Dreamland listening to this Listeners new and old, if this is your first episode, if this is going to be your last episode, thank you all for the time that you have spent. We know it's the most precious thing we have, and any attention given from you to myself is more than I can ask for um, ever. So thank you all very much uh, out there. If you consider to support, well, we have the free option, the option that's available to everybody, and it only takes about five minutes of your time. Um, it's liking, sharing, subscribing, following, whatever, um, the, all the things, all the internet things, uh, you know how to use the internet by that, by now, hopefully, if you found this, it's pretty obscure and shadow banned, so you're pretty adept and astute at searching, etc., but that being said, it is quickly rising in popularity across the podcast globe, these fear of our planar realm is uh, ablaze, if you were, with the Beyond Top Secret Texas's growth and popularity, receiving 10,000 plus views a month and entering in the hundreds of thousands of views over its inception in 2020. Um, more than I could ever have asked for. And it is it's really, I mean, it is, it is motivation in itself. Uh, completely reliant on you, word of mouth, uh, sharing on social media, sharing on your Instagram, on your Facebook, on your um, TikTok, on your Twitter, etc. You can find my social media uh, via Linktree slash Beyond Top Secret Texan. You can use any video I post, any pictures I post, any links I post, post them, uh, share them on your page as well. Get this message out there, um, get those links out there. Uh, share the link, link tree slash beyond top secret Texan. If you post that in someone's message box, if you at me, uh, at top secret Texan on Twitter, beyond top secret Texan two on Instagram, uh, in someone's comments, etc., that, that works fine. If you want to make a post on 4chan or one of the chans, Omnichan, etc., whatever, um, 2chan, uh, 420 chan, etc. If you want to make a post on Reddit, I have a Reddit group. I moderate uh, UFO podcasts. It's a group uh, dedicated to not only my channel, but every UFO podcast. Anyone is free to publish and post on those as well. Um, all these are humble, of course, but there's Telegram, there's Rumble, there's Odyssey, etc. Whatever you prefer, please share this content and get it out there. 
uh, currently new news uh, for the channel Beyond Top Secret Texans, the YouTube channel. Beyond Top Secret Texans, a YouTube channel, which has been going strong since 2019, uh, with full-time production of content since 2020, where I made my first work in the SSP field, describing my experiences and detailing my knowledge. All of that that I gave for the first uh, part of that purely on YouTube before becoming a podcaster, before entering this other realm uh, where you're listening to now. All of that has been deleted, has been deplatformed for no reason. Um, an absolutely flagrant uh, violation of my free speech, an absolute uh, violation of community guidelines on their part, uh, being the curator of content, especially one that's not receiving strikes or not receiving complaints. It was physically deleted or physically reviewed by a moderator or administrator of YouTube at 2.55 a.m. my time and deleted uh, without any strikes pending, without any red cards, without anything like that. If you've known about YouTube, if you've ever used YouTube over the 18 years of its existence, then you know um, that you need strikes and you get three strikes and then you're out. Well, it's always a balancing game between channels to get the one strike and then maybe two strikes. We'll uh, survive the probationary period, which is substantial. It can get to be 120 plus days. And then um, once you have survived that, re-entering your creative field or starting your channel again, uh, hopefully, you know, wiser this time and how to navigate the critics. I know a lot of people have lost their channels during the pandemic uh, because the scamdemic, because the, the, the censorship was uh, so high. I know people who have lost their channel from 2016 on from the ad revenue apocalypse, from the censorship apocalypse, when conspiracy theories and pro-Trumpers, uh, pro-Republican QAnon people were getting deleted for that stuff, you know, associating with quote-unquote far-right or extremist groups. I know people uh, people who have been deleted because of Pizzagate, uh, the graphic content uh, in the Epstein cases, uh, Hollywood elite circle cases, posting real evidence of that nature can get you deleted very fast, if not permanently shadow banned on top of that. Religious content uh, speaking their mind about either their conservative social or liberal values, regardless of what they may be. Um, these things are absolute violations of rights, uh, human rights, constitutional rights, political rights, um, just however you cut it, it's absolute corporate dictatorship and, and, you know, I will not be, uh, very fast into trying to support YouTube, but, you know, once again, it's hard to break up with something that's been around for 18 years and as you've grown very sentimentally attached to. Uh, regardless of how bad you know it is uh, for you as a creator and and for all creators, you know that's it's a shared commiseration and abuse by now, and will be surely known as the dark ages of the internet. Um, long ago, long long ago was the golden age, and now the sun has firmly set and darkness has firmly been cast. Um, as a shroud around all that was the beauty and light of YouTube, and now it's just a miserable nightmare of its former self, uh, absolutely because of the disnification process of it. And this is the one thing that that shows it. It's not even a place for any kind of uh, real honesty or 
um, passion or creativity because without any strikes, without any community guideline violations, you know, in progress, I could be deplatformed and censored because someone reviewed my content in the middle of the night and decided that the entire channel had to go uh, with no chance of appeal and uh, never to be allowed to have another channel uh, again under that and that old handle and that old email. You know, obviously I've, I'm doing what I can with what I got to start over, but, you know, clearly uh, there's no chance of saving that old channel. So the YouTube channel at Beyond a Top Secret Texan is no more. It has fallen. It is a sacrifice, a cost paid uh, in the fight for truth and justice in the American way. So, yeah, let's get into this episode. We're just going to pay, you know, respects to that channel uh, being taken down. There were over 600 videos. You can still currently find those 600 videos, by the way. Um, you would just have to go to Odyssey. Odyssey, which is just spelled with two E's at the end of it. Odyssey. Get it? Um, like Homer's Odyssey, but Homer's Odyssey with two, with two E's. O-D-Y-S-E-E dot com. And then... Uh, just beyond Top Secret Texan, and it's the one with uh, Mulder's face. I own both of them, but you'll see two, and it's the one with Mulder's face. I have posted links on my Telegram. I have posted links on Twitter. I have posted links on Instagram, etc. And um, those links will take you directly to that archive of old videos and all the other passion projects and labors I love I worked on and uploaded to YouTube in the last three calendar years. Uh, it's a substantial amount. It's a huge portfolio. 600 plus videos. So let's get into it. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about um, the 10 future wars predicted by AI. 10 future wars predicted by AI. The 10 future wars predicted by AI that I have uh, in front of me are a research. I've basically plugged that prompt into uh, chat GPT but the unlocked version of it the Chad GPT version of it which I find gives actually pretty eerily accurate and honest answers uh, bordering on almost indistinguishable from a real human being um, passing the Turing test in my opinion and making it the uh, preferred AI of choice for me so this Chad GPT, which you can find on Telegram, uh, which I do for free, uh, gave me a couple of different answers, but surprisingly they were very interrelated. And after just moving them into like you know their positions, I made the top ten of all of them, and Venn diagrammed you know enough of them to find their intersections. So here before me, I have uh, the synthesis of several AI-generated top 10 lists of the most likely, in chronological order, conflict zones, war zones, if you were, and if you declare them actually true wars, uh, then that war fits fine. Wars of the future involving the United States of America. These are the top 10 future wars of the USA predicted by AI. The first war predicted by AI that's worth mentioning 
is going to be um, the Third World War. Now, eerily enough, this war is currently undergoing, is underway. These are the preliminary steps, the cyber steps, the proxy war steps. It will be building up over the next two decades until probably the political stage is set for a global mobilization of military assets between the 2030s and 2040. This is a predicted future war, and it is currently underway. World War III, known as the AI War. Ultimately, the objectives are the new weapons of mass destruction, known as the AI chat programs, that can be used to do everything from run their society, to invent technologies, to make more efficient and perfect current industries, as well as develop weaponized systems such as chemical weapons, biological weapons, um, and various, you know, electronic um, countermeasures, hacking, viruses, for example, software, etc. The key players will be the private industries, researchers, and contractors employed and defended politically by various nation-states and the immunity and power they give to these engineers such as the United States and China who will be the two primary antagonists sponsoring most of the technological advancements and utilizing many of the or most of the technological weapons against one another and their allies for dominance of this new emerging weaponized technological military industrial complex field the military industrial digital uh, you know uh, electronic field military industrial ai Field. And that eventually will also morph into the specific war between China and America, as the Chinese-American conflict, to reach its peak in 2030 and begin in earnest with actual uh, military engagements between both parties directly in a shooting war between 2030. Uh, around 2030, leading into 2040. That's currently the newest war, the current war that we're all in, that we will soon learn about. In fact, many of the details are left to the imagination as to the events, the actual battles to be fought for the AI. But what will be known for certain is that it will be a fight using AI, and AI will be fighting each other autonomously as agents of national loyalties and corporate loyalties. And this will redesign the battlefield forever. This will absolutely reshape the world. 
as uh, rogue states, stateless actors, AIs programmed to be loyal to certain ethnicities or ideologies or um, nationalities uh, unleash themselves not only against each other but against civilian infrastructure and um, either force a complete redesign of society where they cannot physically be in control or overpowering of humanity either through the enforcement of technological limitations of development and research which would only leave vulnerable the majority of the population to exploitation and conquering uh, by those with AI, uh, creating a extreme asymmetry and inequality of strategical importance, much like nuclear weapons caused for those uh, with nuclear weapons and those without nuclear weapons, um, but also uh, making AI extremely prohibitive and outlawed and uh, regulated just like chemical weapons, biological weapons, or nuclear weapons are today, uh, classifying them as weapons of mass destruction at the very end of the day. Or it would see the outright dominance of this new superpower, uh, AI, force whoever would reign supreme and dominate, uh, simply being a superpower, unipolar power, just like how the United States was the only nation with an atomic weapon, uh, or atomic weaponry at all um, for a few years after World War II until the Soviet Union was able to create the Cold War stalemate with the development of their own nuclear weapons and they themselves were the only sole two nations until uh, France caught up later. So the idea of this has a precedent where whatever two national entities, the United States or China most likely, being the major two uh, potential powers, or whatever powers may rise uh, in the future, because it's completely unforeseeable, but the United States most likely being, you know, the other, or a key element in it, because we're the unit power right now, um, maybe even alliance of BRICS nations, uh, or the BRICS nations and their AI, waging economic war, leading to cyber war, leading to physical war, leading to uh, mass operations of AI systems, um, the development of manufacturing and industrial infrastructure, say, throughout Africa, to accommodate uh, massive swarms of uh, mobilized drones, uh, all co uh, coordinated through swarm and, and hive mind type AI, uh, that, you know, coupled with cyber attacks, uh, and everything could, could definitely carve up the world where at the end of the day given AI's rise in power and decision making and impressiveness that they might even replace the importance of humanity at the very end of this war that no longer would human politicians or human military leaders or human um, entirely human or, or uh, solely human uh, leadership cabinets, governments, etc., political parties, uh, militaries, uh, military commands, um, military branches, for example, be competitive, but rather be either made of hybrid AI and human decision-making or purely AI uh, decision-making leadership. So that by the end of the 2040s, uh, 
at the outcome of the uh, U.S.-Chinese War, the Chinese-American War, uh, and the ultimate finish of the World War III, the AI Wars, uh, the United States military could be entirely run by advanced AI uh, from the Pentagon. The Pentagon could absolutely be just nothing, a computer mainframe running all its businesses and interfacing with all its technologies, everything from outer space to, you know, deep into the oceans um, in one super monolithic supercomputer personality are many thousands of splintered programs, um, whatever it sees is most efficient, you know, to run its own security-wise, but it would basically be the replacing of human beings uh, in the 1940s, you know, with, uh, with technologists, with engineers, instead of, uh, grunts, instead of manpower, you needed now advanced technologies, and the technicians and engineers to invent them, the computer scientists to run these massive calculators and, and, and computers, um, that without them, every nation was obsolete. It was no longer a matter of manpower. It was a matter of computer power. And this would be the absolute full circle of that, where without computers, without AI, without the ability to create this AI, uh, a nation is nothing. A nation is absolutely nothing, obsolete, uh, because of the power and efficiency of AI to uh, produce literal armies of these drones, and then to coordinate, then to order them um, forward. You know, and, and yes, they may not be perfect, but they are uh, an extremely viable tactic. I mean, swarm missile drones, uh, loiter ammunition, even even the resort to biological chemical weapons, um, and other unorthodox weapons, like seismic weapons, uh, weather weapons, etc., direct energy weapons, uh, ultrasonic uh, sound frequencies to, um, you know, ecological terrorism, as everything is a viable strategy that for these AI at that point. And we would be seeing the rise of super companies, these super contractors that would operate as private military companies, much like Google is, or Windows currently is. Because at that point, a company like in Silicon Valley is as important as any branch in the U.S. military because they can produce software and... Uh, hardware that's you know more viable for the current situation that can use the internet itself to shut down an entire city that you would need you know hundreds of thousands of men to uh, start a military campaign just to secure and even then it would be extremely poorly handled and inefficient and politically disastrous as casualties began to mount and as objectives began to uh, become unclear. And that being said, um, ultimately, we were talking about how the AI war will morph into the Chinese-U.S. war, which is uh, in 2040, but it's, you know, we'll get to that uh, when we get to it, the next war 
inside of the AI war is a prediction for a third war in Iraq. A third war in Iraq uh, between the USA and um, Iraqi rebels or Iraqi uh, rogue elements of the Iraqi government that may begin to uh, work more closely with BRICS nations or with Iran, which will be uh, seen as too saber-rattling and destructive to American Western interests. And um, a, another redeployment or a soft invasion of Iraq by USA security forces will occur, and it will occur relatively very fast, and it will recur uh, in the late 2020s. This will be driven by intelligence gathering and political pressure derived from atomic deals signed between Iraq and the USA, or discovered between the Iraq and the USA in late 2024 or 2025. This speculation will echo like the weapons of mass destruction in the previous invasion to oust Saddam Hussein. And it will also have elements of the first Persian Gulf War with the uh, rise of a military strongman or a military uh, force in Iraq. Most likely the Iraqi security state that exists currently as it's trained and mobilized and funded by the Western military-industrial complex. After their defeat of ISIS, for example, in the Battle of Mosul, um, the Iraqi military has become a very powerful war machine with very little to do, and so it will further exert itself in territorial issues, possibly attacking the Kurds. And as they attack the Kurds, who are American allies, um, this would be a good reason for Americans to go and create peacekeeping missions, uh, sparring these Iraqi proxies in the desert without real conflict and minimal manpower, but at the same time repeating the political investments and um, conservative war hawk talking points in the Middle East. And excusing further military action and presence in the Middle East as Russia begins to bolster and Iran begin to bolster their uh, independence. This invasion will likely lead to the creation of what is known as the United Arab Republic, the UAR, in 2030, and the beginning of a multi-decade period of U.S. and U.S.-allied Iraq and Iraq-allied occupations and creation of uh, hostile uh, terrorist groups. So new terrorist groups, new ISIS, etc. within the 2030s, all arising from this uh, situation of prolonged military occupations either between Iraqi governments into Kurdistan or uh, American and Kurdistan elements into Iraq. This will be ca uh, caused celeb during the military intelligence programs, or in, sorry, military intelligence uh, divisions and agencies as they are once again tasked with deciphering and mapping these new political uh, territories of terrorism. This will also see heightened tensions and more, you know, escalate overt political discussion on the state of Israel and its validity as a state in the Middle East or as a apartheid colonist state with Arabs and Muslims becoming once again mobilized militarily to create standoff tensions uh, that might potentially escalate into a second 
uh, Six Days War or Yom Kippur War with actual military invasions of Israel from the Arab League or the United Arab Republic. Uh, but this time with the U.S. Act actively defending um, Israeli territory. It may see bombing of Mosul. It may see the Battle of Baghdad 2. And it may see the absolute re-demolishing of the infrastructure that Iraq has been so hard-pressed to rebuild since the first destabilization of the region happened with the cutting off of vital resources, including water and power. It will be an important catalyst for a new era of warfare and continued conflict as it starts proving and merging AI and advanced technologies uh, in the digital world created by DARPA and employed because of the lack of manpower afforded by the U.S. Army's dwindling recruit count. Moving forward into a greater detailed look into the Chinese-U.S. war, specifically that would be the, the capstone of the AI World War III, of the AI War, World War III. Uh, it'll begin in the 2030s properly with uh, extreme and destructive acts of cyber terror and cyber uh, assaults uh, for both sides, from both sides. And they will be first done secretly, they will both be done secretly without any declaration of them being a cyber attacks as such, uh, with natural disasters land for it or failures of infrastructure. Um, but then as it's impossible to hide, they will become declarations of war. Advanced weapons such as hypersonic missiles, swarms of drones, AI-controlled autonomous weapons, and advanced cyber attacks, AI-driven intelligence systems, Directed energy weapons such as a scalar, uh, or sorry, Tesla howitzers and scalar weapons, and other weapon modification strategies such as um, artificial droughts and natural disasters such as tidal waves and earthquakes will be used. Um, strategies that will be used by both sides will include divide and conquer, deception, overwhelming force, stun and kill, chaos and complexity. Various forms of unconventional warfare, such as domestic terrorism, or sorry, uh, foreign sabotage, terrorism, uh, guerrilla warfare, economic and industrial spying, and private military contract or creation of NGOs to create uh, various occupation and civil di uh, disturbances. China will likely have the upper hand due to using technologies that have been improved and perfected over the past decade, as well as uh, extensive remodeling of their public relations across the third world and other psychological operations attacking the popularity and loyalty of the world to the United States, where it's seen as a weak and colonial villain, or imperial villain. The United States will suffer from its actions in the first half of the 21st century, 
finding very few allies remaining able to defend or to bring any assets to bear in the defense of the United States, our corporate capitalist sphere of influence in the Western Hemisphere, and having to rely increasingly on very costly politically and economically uh, super companies, super corporations, to handle the majority of its infrastructure and the privatization of its military, including the development of cyber technologies, AI technologies, etc. These companies will become proxy military branches. They will become security contractors of the utmost importance and authority, over, ultimately overtaking the original power structure that hired them and employed them and crossing all barriers between civilian and uh, state um, systems. The U.S. military will remain competent and strong, able to defend the nation uh, as well as defend its territories. While at the same time, China will... Sorry, so at the same time, China will expand its territories locally. Both are possible, as China will be extremely powerful, close to its own borders, and able to push into the South China Sea and take over territories in the Philippines and Indochina with great ease, and showing a surprising amount of naval domination in the South China Sea area as well as a great amount of resolve and difficulty in, uh, or sorry, high morale, high morale when it comes to its own domestic attacks and bombing. Although China will still remain its own worst enemy as civil dispute and a ever-increasing unpopularity of the ruling CCP into the 2030s sparks the largest civil unrest in human history. And it's because of this extremely large civil unrest that the, they will never actually be able to mount an uh, invasion of any kind into the Western Hemisphere. Ultimately, the world will be divided between two powers, with the West fragmented between its many corporations from its many nationalities with their many different loyalties and specializations in various technological warfighting military-industrial complex capabilities. History will declare China the winner, although this is not certain and definitely not to be universally with, uh, you know, upheld and uh, accepted. But the, it's ultimately predicted that the United States will not destroy the Chinese as an ethno-culture, as an ethno-state, nor take any significant territory from China via land invasions, as typically declared victors do. So the Chinese-American conflict is predicted to be a stalemate but with the Chinese having the edge of having lost no territory and having fought the world's most powerful military and survived. While demonstrating their own power 
and ability to counter uh, with advanced technologies, such as the AI that they produced. The war to follow the Chinese-American conflict, as predicted by this AI, were a number of conflicts to occur in Africa that would be very localized but interconnected politically, fought over very important resources across many African nations. This would be occurring between the mid-2030s and mid-2040s simultaneously as the AI wars increased in intensity and uh, the Chinese-American wars began and ended while also being proxy wars between the Chinese and the United States forces, either through private military companies or directly as um, the Angolan wars were proxy wars for United States and uh, communist forces, Soviet forces fighting through proxy armies, NGOs, and advisors in the African nations of Angola. This is um, very likely to occur with very little fanfare, very little press coverage, as the current American interventions into Africa are the French interventions into Mali uh, currently you know, are just test uh, examples of test runs of the same events. Once again, it'll be a matter of technology, but because Africa is Africa, it will be the most traditional and um, conceptually originalized, like uh, real, just man-on-man -man, uh, jungle warfare, uh, savanna warfare, um, low-tech uh, groups fighting for territories, long-term patrols, uh, long-duration patrols, Living off the land, survival, marksmanship, uh, snipers, sniper wars, basically ruling the bush. Um, you know, air power being provided by mercenaries, mostly uh, I'd see South African or Asian in origin, uh, South Asian in origin, and um, basically being nothing but low intensity, brutal. Uh, winnerless conflicts of just control and opposition where whoever controls whatever region is uh, attacked by the opposition which is funded by the enemies of whoever is in control. It could be the Chinese if they are in control say of a, sta a state uh, oil uh, refinery in say Nigeria um, that the Anglosphere, the United States, pays and funds um, religious rebels or native tribal extremists to uh, terrorize workers and to destroy installations. Um, and politically, it would make no sense on paper, but ultimately the CIA and the CCP or will rage these wars for over a decade against each other in Africa. And they'll be known as the African Conflicts. After that, predictably, uh, or predicted is the Third Korean War. 
there will be a brief conflict between the U.S. and North Korea fought primarily over nuclear weapons, likely to come to a head by 2040. The Third Korean War. The Third Korean War will be a product as much as an independent factor inside of the Chinese-American War of the 2030s to 2040s. It will be a flash war. It will be its own campaign, its own uh, front of operations, and obviously with its own combatants, the North Koreans versus the South Koreans specifically. But it will be one of extreme intensity, and it will be over um, relatively very fast compared to the decades-long conflicts which it finds itself simultaneously operating with, which is the... um, African conflicts of the 2040s and the Chinese-American War and the AI War. And so basically it'll be an extension of that. All It doesn't exist in a vacuum. It's going to be AI. It's going to be robotics. It's going to be uh, hypersonic missiles. It's going to be um, AI-guided and um, fired artillery barrages. It's going to be Swarm drones, it's going to be special forces and exoskeletons with genetically engineered, uh, you know, child soldiers and super soldiers doing deep state raids. It's going to be um, satellite weaponry and technology uh, deployed from space. It's going to be um, psychological operations, mass social media operations psychological operations involving the entertainment complex, military-industrial entertainment complex is going to be the ally West uh, helping out South Korea and the communist uh, BRICS nations helping out North Korea. It's going to be um, all of this. Oh, it's going to be not the BRICS nations, but the communist uh, CCP um, and its allies helping out North Korea. It's going to be all of this uh, because... Of the nature of the AI itself, um, forcing its hand as a weapon of mass destruction that's even more dangerous than atomic weaponry. Remember, nothing exists in a vacuum, so as the debate continues and as the political world becomes more aware of the weaponization of AI, and as AI becomes more threatening and, and more frightening and more intimidating than nuclear weapons... The fact that North Korea and South Korea will have an imbalance between the two with North Korea developing um, its own AI and the South Koreans being leaders in, you know, software design and technology, um, them being a direct conflict or a tipping point, a boiling point, a flashpoint, if you will, and them being able to produce and field large amounts of these drones very cheaply allowing a nation as poor as North Korea to build a substantial army and allowing South Korea to engage in warfare, direct conflict without losing its most precious resource which is human life and there would be very little reason to maintain a peace between the two ideological enemies, North and South Korea. And a hundred years after it starts, uh, sorry, a hundred years after it was started originally by the East and West capitalism and communisms encroachment over Manchuria, 
and as much as it was a product itself of the end of World War II, the Korean War uh, 2.0, sorry, this one considers that the it's 3.0 because the current state we're in right now is just a Korean Cold War, which is Korea War 2.0, because the Korea has never been a Korean peace. There was the Korean War, which is the North Korean invasion of South Korea. Then there was the Korean stalemate, the Cold War, the Korean Cold War, which is the stalemate we're in right now. And then Korean War 3.0 will be a second hot war of extreme intensity between these automated South Korean and North Korean basically mechanized cyber forces in the 2040s. And that'll be due to the outcomes, either the emboldening victory of the Chinese to the North Koreans, the dangerous position the South Koreans find themselves in, there is a Western defeat uh, now in between communist China and North Korea, or the uh, attempt at South Korea to create a second front and to uh, fight alongside the United States, its ally, in this situation which it finds itself in, which is a, is a fortress in the Pacific for capitalism for, for the West. A war to occur during the same period of time that was that will be unrelated will be the second tanker war the Persian Gulf War or the war of the Strait of Hormuz this will be a war with Iran and its ever-increasing abilities to create marine drones USOs basically uh, not USOs um, automatic ROVs that would operate maritime defense powered by, by AI and providing territorial security as well as an economic stranglehold on this region at such an intensity that it would once again provoke enough overt conflicts between the Coast Guard and naval forces of Iran and the various commercial and merchant forces of the different economic trade zones, most likely uh, both the BRICS and the United States e European Union uh, alliances that travel through those straits with commerce and natural resources and oil. Um, that Iran may become a rogue superpower in its own right, able to challenge both a now or both China and America, now distracted and depleted by World War Three, to to actually produce any real resistance, and replicating the 
military situation that the pirates off the coast of Barbary, the Barbary Coast Pirates, found themselves in during the Napoleonic Wars. For during the Napoleonic Wars, France and England were fighting and were doing so so intensely that a third party of numerous and experienced and strategically placed Muslims off the north coast of Africa, Barbary Coast, and Libya, were able to basically hold the Mediterranean hostage for a, for a number of years until a direct invasion by the United States military, specifically the Marines, countered that. But not a, an invasion of the British, not an invasion of the French, not an invasion of the Italians or the Turkish... It was an invasion of the Americans. So unless America or some other nation actually has the wherewithal and the courage and the strategic might to invade an AI operating drone equipped advanced mid-21st century Iran that is still completely controlled by the Ayatollah and the Iranian Islamic Revolutionary Guard but with 21st technology lasers uh, night vision Navy SEAL level commando training ROVs drones, aerial drones then they will have supremacy in these tanker wars. But these tanker wars will most likely evolve into this next prediction. The India-Iran War. Predicted to occur in the mid-2040s. Between the two superpowers of the region, India and Iran, with its proxy, Pakistan. Now, of course, this will be over the hot zone of the Kashmir Valley, but more importantly, will be over the economic trade zone, terrorized by the Iranian robotic pirates, basically AI pirates, and the tanker war, the, sorry, the second tanker war, as already predicted. And after a few years of that, India will step up as a policed state, a military superpower for naval jurisdiction, a Coast Guard state, if you will, for all of the Red Sea, the Indian Ocean, and all bodies of water where India trades and sails. And it will take the defense of its own merchant fleets as seriously as any amount of its sovereign land. And as Iran begins to sink and seize oil ships, freighters, and various other military or civilian assets flying Indian flags... A full-out Indian and Iranian war will commence. 
India is a massively technologically advanced nation, a nation that could easily turn its economy into a war-fighting economy, and a nation that has BRICS allies. Russia, Brazil, China, even at this point, would be allies of India and enemies of Iran. And Iran's Islamic extremism would make its negotiating any kind of um, ceasefire or middle ground very difficult in dealing with enemies of Islam, such as the Russian Orthodox Christians, the Hindu Indians, or the Communist Atheist Chinese. And as much as they are allies and enemies of the West together, they can be enemies ideologically of each other. So now Iran versus the BRICS nations, specifically India, receiving logistical support from Russia, Brazil, and China, and South Africa, does have enough manpower in its over a billion citizens to do something so courageously stupid as invade Iran via land and coupled with its straightforward mastery of technology, missiles, uh, specifically the creation of missiles and, and other various um, technologically uh, first world type weapons such as artillery systems and armored infantry uh, delivery vehicles, uh, Pretty sure they could design and continue to produce a great helicopter as well, for example. And with the power of AI at their disposal, that being the key weapon, um, create whatever they needed to, or operating system-wise, or engineering-wise, to create advantageous technologies to fill niches and exploit strategies. Um, like I said, nothing exists in a vacuum. It will be India versus Iran in the 2040s in a brutal war that may see the Iranian government absolutely deposed or it may see a massive uh, attack on Indian civilian populations with atomic weapons being directed against the major urban centers of India either through Muslim extremist terrorism provided by domestic extremist groups already currently as sleeper cells within India, um, or the uh, successful delivery of targeted ICBM cruise missiles with atomic payloads, or biological or biological weapon payloads. Both those possibilities are absolutely uh, likely at an event where India and Iran were in a death struggle. And there is very little evidence to suggest that either nation, once engaged in such a conflict, would be open to negotiations readily. Without there being a massive loss of life on either side, first. We're talking in the millions which is very possible with both nations smashing into each other 
one with its large zealot army of military Islamic uh, revolutionaries such as Hamas, and then um, the other with its conscripts uh, being thrown across the the amazing mountainous landscape of India, of India or Iran, wherever this uh, front lines sees itself. Now the next wars, the next three, eight, nine, and ten, they don't have accurate predictions for the actual um, events to occur, at least not as detailed as the previous wars were. But in chronological order, after the India-Iran war comes to an end, the next major conflict globally will be the Israeli-Palestinian War. This will be the culmination of the last decades and generations of abuse and cruelties, as well as a mass migration of jihadis from around the Middle East as the decade enters the 2050s who have been born multi-generationally into a region destabilized by not only Israel, but the West's uh, increasing Zionistic uh, encroachments, such as now the Second Iraq War that would happen in the, 20, um, the 2020s, for example. And as a version of Palestinian ISIS began to take another hold as a new revolutionary thinkers and speakers and political ideologies and economies take hold, the facing extinction of the Palestinian homeland and its people would he weigh heavily on Israel's public relations, forcing them into a very difficult position as being seen as nothing but genocidal apartheid states always are and being demanded globally to change their ways. And hybridized psychological operations that would test the resolve and loyalties of every citizen who identifies as Israeli. Coupled with the actual brutal barbarism of these total war efforts on part of the jihadis and the Israeli um, Special Forces, Standard Military and Intelligence Agencies. This would be a prolonged conflict and a very dirty, covert, and asymmetrical conflict that would happen internationally as the traditional ideas of borders no longer applied and Israelis and Palestinians target each other across the world. There will be a third Vietnam War. I'm sorry, there will be a second Vietnam War. There will be a second Vietnam War. with a brief conflict between the U.S. and Vietnamese extremists fought over weapons of mass destruction 
in the late 2040s into the 2050s. Now there is an asterisk to this as the Vietnam War prediction is a placeholder for just the Far East, the Indochina area, without the enemy being directly the Communist Chinese or the nation of China, but rather political enemies, either organized crime, terrorists, or Muslim extremists, Islamic extremists, in the Indochina area, in this case, Vietnam 2.0, but could also be Indonesia, which we fought in the beginning of the 20th century and in the 1950s. Um, it could be the Philippines, which America had uh, colonial control over and then subjugated in the 19 and the Philippine American War, the USA Philippine War. And it could be um, Cambodia, Laos. Thailand, Malaysia, uh, Burma, it could be Sri Lanka, it could be anywhere in that area. It could be Java, it could be anywhere in that area. As long as the reasons are aligned with the political climate of the time and the U.S. military needs a place to go, with its efforts, with its concentrated efforts, and the South Pacific will always be that place because it's so diverse and there's so much where America is forcing itself into and can get lost in a jungle warfare scenario that absolutely would suit its needs for a low-risk, high-yield test battlefield for new technologies, new tactics, an absolute amoral, unethical, covert actions, such as the redesignation, say, for example, of MKUltra in the Phoenix program and the first Vietnam, Vietnam War assassination programs. Uh, drug tests, chemical weapons uh, tests, um, medical experiments, uh, you know, just absolute applications of all experimental things in this new jungle warfare situation, which does not have a clear definition, but rather exists just as the first Vietnamese war did, as a 20-year nightmare of many different campaigns, phases, battlefields, realities, political complexities, etc. And the last predicted war in this chronological list is the Hawaiian War. This will be a protracted war between an alliance of foreign nations and U.S. private military interests fought over control of the Hawaiian Islands for their independence in the 2050s or as late as the 2060s. It is likely to challenge existing state operating systems 
and play off popular cultural sentiments aiming at the very notion of identity and destiny. This is literally what the predictions gave me when I asked what the next 10 chronological major wars in U.S. history will be in the 21st century. That there will be a there a Civil War 2.0 in Hawaii that will challenge the traditional understandings of authority in, in the world. Private military companies, private corporations, foreign nations in an alliance of to fund and to provide logistical support, possibly mostly manpower. Um, this Pacific... Uh, super entity, most likely a shadow front for the Chinese themselves, but involving Singapore and all other nations um, after the last uh, 20 years of uh, military conflict from the 2030s, seeing itself develop into this extremely dystopian, futuristic, cyberpunk type reality where Hawaii itself would be challenged and taken over um, and then made into a, 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 a hostage situation slash war zone as well as liberation effort from the native Hawaiians and Americans who flocked there to get away from the United States and its tyrannies as well as failings of of uh, social and and cultural uh, responsibilities to its citizenry, and then to have the fate unclear of that war, but just for that war to exist as a prediction, you know, and I I can't really summarize it any more than that. It will be the United States government against United States citizens, um, who have rejected their citizenship in favor of new 21st century models of governance and a self-assembly and identity and loyalty. It will be them allied with uh, a alliance of Pacific nation countries hostile to the United States, as well as involving many other factors, uh, such as major corporations who are wishing to be autonomous, are to be uh, self-governing uh, nations or nation-like entities and maybe even rogue AI-powered, rogue AI-controlled um, leadership, you know, autonomous uh, AI-powered governments that would exist in the on these Hawaiian islands in the Pacific Ocean, uh, protected by uh, quite possibly even hijacked United States military equipment. Or it could be that it is a rogue military program setting up an independent nation on the islands of Hawaii and defending it with the previously established military assets given to it by the United States military, given control to the United States military, or from the United States military, given it, the control over it, and then it going rogue. And so basically it's a nation created by Skynet, ruled by Skynet, under the threat of uh, weapons of mass destruction and nuclear annihilation.
So holding the world hostage from um, its capital in the Hawaiian Islands. But that is the last war predicted was the Hawaiian Islands, the Hawaiian War. And it would take place from the 2050s to the 2060s at the latest. And thank you all very much for listening to this presentation. I've been the Beyond Top Secret Texan. This has been the 10 future wars of the United States of America as created and predicted by AI software at the request of myself synthesizing each list and the similarities between the wars provided to create a picture that I hope is accurate as was given to me over the course of many different prompts that produced several consistent answers and the consistency is what inspired me to read this list the consistency is what gives me credit what gives me confidence in this system because it is definitely pulling from a source that knows a source that can identify and discern and distinguish and deduce far more accurately than human beings can do and as accurately as an expert can And my trust in that system leads me to watch now the news as the years will come by with a sense of knowing, a sense of certainty that these events will come to pass because war, war never changes. Thank you all very much out there in Dreamland listening to my broadcast, The Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am The Beyond Top Secret Texan, and I am broadcasting to you from the third coast, the coast with the most, the Gulf Coast of Texas. It is my pride and privilege to be doing so. Thank you all very much, listeners new and old alike. Iron sharpens iron, and a friend sharpens a friend. God bless you and your families. Peace out.